All right, today on today's Apply Rigor podcast, we have another awesome friend of mine, Mr. Steve Noble. I got a nice little bio here about you, so just hang on. A nice little bio. A nice little bio about you, okay. Steve and I have been friends probably for the last decade. Um, We've been through ministry life together. He is one of the top Christian radio, has one of the top Christian radio shows in America today. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Shocking. (laughs) Steve was a painter, right? But God had other plans. Uh, You're originally from West... Laco, Texas, I say that? West, West Laco, West Laco? It's Waco, man. Don't, West Waco, 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 Waco. don't you watch HGTV? <laughs> it's Waco. Uh, high school, you're in Buffalo, Buffalo Grove High School in Illinois, suburb of Chicago. Yes, sir. Um, currently live in Raleigh, North Carolina with your awesome wife, Gina, for the last 26 years. Uh, you're an undergraduate from University of Illinois, Masters of Southeastern Baptist in Wake Forest, North Carolina. In November 2007, Steve started Call to Action this week. Um, took over the airwaves and the first took over the airwaves and never looked back. Never looked back. And so today you are actually had a name change. You the, have the Steve Noble Show. Um, you uh, the show's theme is you challenge biblical Christianity meets the everyday life issues, and boy, do you challenge that. Um, you are in 2006 you started with Greg Laurie and the Harvest Crusade it's a modern day version of Billy Graham Evangelistic Crusades so that has been a sounds about deal. right yes so um, you got a daily dose which we actually read here at M is Good which is really good by the way good thank did you, you. I, did you actually write those uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> Dave wants to know who's on the writing team. He, he did yeah. wants to be I'm on the writing team. I'm just waiting to see the fruit of you reading them. <laughs> wow. nice. well, well, the fruit we have today is the fact that Dave's actually found a razor and he shaved. So now he's completely bald yes. and completely bare. So it's right good to down. see you, Dave. You look like you're 28. Although his awesome. Mennonite family misses <laughs> Jebediah will not be back. Lord told me that last night. Mr. Do Yoder. not bring Jebediah back. Seriously, uh... Steve has got an awesome ministry. So excited for him to be here. I think we talked about you know your stats, somewhere around 800,000 viewers and listeners per month that get your radio show and um, your Facebook Live. So it, it, is, uh, it is an honor for you to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. The time to Thanks come for over. Be in live in studio. Of course. This is, this is Makes amazing. me so nervous. That's yeah. right. Nervous. Exactly. You can't know mess what up to say. Now. So, so Steve, tell us, tell us your story. We talked about it a little bit before the show. What, where's the first major or the major valley in terms of your business and ministry, place where you struggled and how did you get through it? Give us a little. Uh, yeah, I'm down. seeing one valley out of many is difficult, but uh, probably one in particular because my life has been so jumbled between business and ministry until God changed all that, but. Uh, we were visiting family in Chicago. My wife, Jean, and I are both from Chicago. And I was busy running my business, and I was busy doing all the call-to-action stuff. This was even before radio, all activism. And uh, I was just had too many balls in the air, and I wanted to see God release me from my business, maybe sell it, and then put me into ministry full-time. None of that stuff was happening. So I was just running on the treadmill like crazy. And there were good things happening, but it was not what I had hoped it would be. Uh, so literally one night in Chicago, we, my wife got into bed and I couldn't get into bed with her. I literally laid on the floor in the bedroom because 
I was just frustrated and I was kind of at the end of my rope. I wasn't suicidal. It wasn't that bad, but I, I was questioning everything about what I had been doing. All these choices, all these different things I was involved in. And uh, I was just done. And my wife is a small, diminutive, uh, little Italian gal who usually is soft-spoken. But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she says, Steve, get up in this bed right now. Now, I know what you're thinking. That This wasn't an invitation going in that direction. <laughs> hey but, now. but I had not, I literally had never heard that voice out of my wife before. So I, I got my attention. I sat on the bed. I was like, what? And she said, I know this has been difficult for you. And I may get emotional. I know this has been difficult for you. I know this. you're pulled in a hundred different directions. But it is so obvious to me and everybody else that God has called you to this mission. And you cannot quit. Mm. And whatever it takes and whatever it does to our family, whatever price you have to pay, you have to pay it. Because mm. you've been called to this. Wow. And you can't quit. And that changed everything for me. As soon as my wife was... She was supportive already, but for her to be there in the valley and to say, if we stay in this valley for a while and we pay prices in this valley, then I'm willing to do it with you because God has called you to this. And it may not be comfortable and it may not be easy and it may not be exactly what you want it to be, mm. but it is what he's called you to. So we're going to stay in it. And we did. And that was probably 2000 and six what was your life like like that led up to that point where you're kind of at that breaking point i mean like take a second well, yeah bit. i mean I, you run your business at that point my heart had been transferred more into my ministry so you run your business because you have to sure and i'm doing yeah. my ministry because i want to mm -hmm. and so i you know i'm torn in two different directions so it was it was effective this was pre-2008 when my business hit the wall uh, but it was still hard because I was going 100 miles an hour on one track and 100 miles an hour on another track, and they were usually going in opposite directions, which yeah. isn't too comfortable. Uh, so it was it was challenging. I was questioning everything, and, and nothing was going the way I particularly wanted it to go. Uh, but then that's the challenge for you as a Christian. You live in this tension of the here and the now. We long for the there and the then, but you yeah. have responsibilities. We have four kids. We have bills to pay. But there's things outside of the business that he wanted me to do too. So I, I, whether I was a business owner and a ministry guy or just a business owner, you get pulled in a thousand different directions yeah. and you really need a clear vision and you gotta have that team. And for me, that team was my wife. Yeah. You can run down the road all you want, but if your spouse is not with you, you're in big trouble. So I have a spouse that's with me. And by the way, as a Christian, we talk about valleys. It reminds me of Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. So who, who, who's afraid of their shadow? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Why? Because it's not real. So for me as a Christian, the valley of death, the shadow of the valley, it's just a shadow. That's the beautiful thing about being a follower of Jesus, is the world can throw you all kinds of garbage, but you're already outside of all of that. That's but crazy. sometimes you need reminders of that, because even oh, you yeah. were afraid of the shadow when you were laying on the ground. You were like, oh my gosh, this shadow is true. I'm done. I can't get... And then you had somebody step in and say, Steve, it's just a shadow. Oh, you are little called faith. to greater... That's right. To greater things which also taught me you, you you're not in this alone and you can't do this alone and i can i can spiritualize that and talk about faith and walking with jesus uh but i also live amongst people people yeah and the people that are closest to me i need to be my partners i need to be my supporters and in that case i needed my wife to correct me and she did yeah, yeah so, so go, go ahead I was, I was gonna ask listeners people listening in business owners executives entrepreneurs 
some of them are at that place. They're laying on the ground. Some of them are approaching that place. Some of them are, they've just been laying there for a while. They're not ready to move. When they're, what you experience with your wife, how can they put themselves in a position to be on the floor, quote unquote, where somebody's on the bed able to say, get up here. This is not where you're at. This is not who you are. There's more for you. What could you say to them? Like, how do they put themselves in a position to where they could have that level of community? Well, listen, I, I, and, and I'm never going to assume that everybody listening or watching this is a follower of Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to over-spiritualize it. Um, but I can tell you this, whether you believe it or not, you are on this earth for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You've been right. fearfully and wonderfully made. I would add specifically, and the world needs you to be your best. Your family needs you to be your best. Your community needs you to be your best. Everybody that's touched by your business needs you to be your best. And when you're not, the rest of us suffer. Now, I could talk about gifting because that's true If as a Christian in the body of Christ. If you don't use the gifts God has given you, the rest of us kind of get hosed. We get a little bit less than what God wants to give us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we talk about it and you should not think it's all about you. But that doesn't mean you don't matter and your life matters. There's a guy that died on a hill a couple thousand years ago that proves Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But your life does matter, and there's people counting on you, and there's people watching you, especially younger people or your children or your wife or your husband. And you need to be the person that God has called you to be. You need to step up. You need to walk through that valley. You're gonna grow through that the whole Mm -hmm. time. That's the deal with life. If you want a smooth road, you're gonna have to find another existence (laughs) because that just doesn't happen. But there are peaks and there are valleys. And the valleys you push through because you know there will be another peak. So how important is beautifully well said, what happens when you forget that though? Because when you're on the floor, you're not thinking that. You're not, you're not telling yourself well, that. Listen, you need somebody to speak that into that's you. That's a great question. Now I'll go back to scripture for a second here. Isolation is destruction. Mm, that's true. Only Jesus Christ, the perfect man, the God man can handle isolation. Mm. Nobody else can. So if you think you're that good or you think you're that self-sufficient, you need to, to stop lying to yourself because you are not. You need people. You need community. If you're married, you need your spouse. If you don't have a spouse, maybe you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend uh, or you have your family or you have a business partner or you have people that are your close friends. But don't think for one second you can do this alone. So you need people who care about you, who are willing to speak truth into your life, to challenge you and encourage you. And when you're on that floor... You better have some people in your life that are willing to say, you need to get up. Mm -hmm. You need to keep going. But if you're trying to do this all on your own, you're hosed from the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, so give us kind of the Paul Harvey rest of the story. So she calls you out. You have this come to Jesus moment. Is everything all perfect the next day? Not on this planet, dude. (laughs) I mean, what what, what happened? No, but all of a sudden she reminded me that I, you know, the, best-selling book in the history of the world next to the Bible is The Purpose Driven Life. That's right. And the first line in The Purpose Driven Life is, it's not about about you. That's right. So I realized, okay, this isn't about me and my pity party. Mm -hmm. This is about me being a part of a much bigger story Mm -hmm. and a much bigger story that impacted the lives of not only my wife and my kids and my my immediate community, but on down the road, 12 years later, that stat you mentioned, hundreds of thousands of people a month touched in one way or another by what I'm doing right now by speaking or writing. And that would have all been for naught if I hadn't gotten off that floor. Mm. And so I look at that now and God knew that. And God knew I needed the word I got and he gave me the wife that would give it to me. So that was the deal. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. As you began to, to move forward from that place, what did that look like? As you started to step out of that particular valley 
What was it like? The deal was, <clears throat> this is, and your life as a Christian can be like this too. If I become a Christian in New York in 2000 and God tells me I'm going to bring you home from LA in 2020, that's the deal. That is set. Now get going. Well, what's it going to look like between now and then? Well, some days are going to be good <laughs> yeah, and some yeah. days are going to be bad. But your eternity is set. Your destination is set. So that takes all that weight off my back. And now I can just journey through that, looking for the peaks and, and learning in the valleys. And you just keep going. And it got my mind off of myself. I don't get to determine my destiny. Not, not in, for me as a Christian. I trust God with that. But I'm responsible too. Yeah. I'm responsible to make the most out of all the opportunities, to make the most out of my gifting and my talent. And so I got out of bed the next day with the reminder that I was on a mission. But I was not alone and I was empowered. And I had my wife and I had other people that I knew were in my corner. And then I had a responsibility to all of them to never quit. And I haven't. And I won't. As we wind down... Um, what's some encouragement you can give to people that are in the valleys right now that are out there listening, listen to you every day, listening right now, watching us, they're in the valley right now. What would you say to them? You have to remember, first of all, if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if he's just some good teacher, if he's just some name you've heard, or you go to church every once in a while and you like Christmas and Easter, that doesn't cut it. That's an Americanized Christianity, which is no Christianity at all. So if you do not know your maker intimately and personally, and that would be God through his son, Jesus Christ, if you don't have that, you're, you're, you're in a race with a great car and no gas. You're going to go nowhere. The world might pat you on the back, but you're hosed eternally. So you got to get that right. You got to know your maker through his son, Jesus Christ. Set that aside. You have to, uh, for me and anybody listening, if you're in the valley, if you're in the dark place, you need people around you that are going to speak life into you. And you yeah. need to go to the source of life, which for me as a Christian is the Bible. And then trusting all of these promises that God says are all yes and amen. Now I have some supernatural ability to carry me through the natural life, which gives me the advantage and gives me the opportunity to experience things that most people don't. And that fills me with joy. That's right. Which is what God wants for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, You know the plans he has for you. Not to harm, harm you, but to prosper you and give you a future and a hope. And I remember that. Even when I'm in the valley of the shadow of death, I know that I have hope and I know I have a future. And that keeps me going. Hmm. We appreciate you stopping by today. Happy to do it. Tell us where everybody can connect with you. Yeah. TheSteveNobleShow.com. TheSteveNobleShow.com. Good awesome. podcast. It's all there. Everything's there. All right. You're going to tell them. All right. Cool. Perfect. Great. Be there or be square. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Another time here together at the Apply Rigor podcast. And as we tell you every week, go apply some rigor. See ya.